what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, April 24th, 2020. Episode number 129. Woohoo! It's Friday. It's Friday. Does that even matter anymore? It does. That's when everybody hears their new Off the Groove episode, so it kind of matters. That's true. That's true. Uh, it is Friday. You still have a job. I still have so a job. What'd you do all week? I heard you had a busy week. You stayed up at until 2 o'clock every night working on some project you wouldn't even tell me about. I've literally gotten probably five hours of sleep over the past three days. It's been, uh, it's pretty crazy. I, I completely, between me and the girl, we produced and directed our first live stream. We, uh... Ran a live stream for a three-hour live stream for a virtual 5K. How do you do a virtual 5K? You virtually run 5K. So you could do that then? Sure. I can run it in my sleep, which is where I prefer to run it because look at me. I don't do it in <laughs> real life. Anyway, so, but you can, it's, it was meant to be a real 5K. Okay. Uh, but they, uh, they end up not being able to do that because of the COVID. You've heard of this thing, COVID-19, coronavirus, familiar? Yep. You've heard about it? I've heard of it. Yes, I've heard of it. I was just wondering because just making sure that you knew what I was talking about. So this COVID thing, the corona, ruined the 5K and made it a virtual 5K. So now you can run from anywhere, and it's kind of made it a bigger deal because before it was just like a local thing in Jacksonville. But now anybody in the whole United States can participate and did participate. The goal was to raise $10,000, and they did it. So did you have to get on a treadmill and run? Or Some people could get I, I, on a treadmill. I guess I'm, I'm missing it. I'm missing. So you know, I know what e-racing and i-racing is, but what's a virtual 5K? Do you really what know what that? those things are? Yeah. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, so it's it's anybody can compete. Anybody can run the 5K. You can run it on your own time at any point outside in real life and time it. Or you can run it on the treadmill. You can do whatever you want as long as you run the 5K and time it. Okay. All right. And then you submit your time and best time wins kind of deal. I donated my time to learn it because it was this new platform I wanted to try. And yep. uh, and it was kind of fun. And when I say kind of fun, I mean a lot of fun. It was stressful as all get out. but And I've only been going on five hours of sleep, which, look at me, I probably look like death. But yeah. I wasn't going to say that because they can't see you. Only I can see I you. I look pretty but... beat up. But, yeah, I feel like I got my ass kicked a couple of times. But it was awesome. We just uh, we raised 10 k so they reached their goal. Somebody pushed them right over the line there at the end. It was fantastic. And we... Uh, had a bunch of live performances on and it was uh pretty cool pretty cool another feather in your cap sure i got lots of feathers in my cap so not much is going on in the racing world the biggest news i guess is henry wiles had a little girl on last saturday so the day after we had our last podcast and it's winnie marie wiles winnie i love winnie that's a great name you have a winnie at your house too i do have a winnie winnie the weenie my dachshund is named Winnie Cooper from the Wonder Years for people and that are old enough she's to know what got that her, is. She's got her own Instagram. <laughs> she does have her own Instagram. Yeah. Winnie Cooper Fox. She probably, she probably has more followers than I do, I bet. She's got a couple. Win- Winnie Marie? Is that what it was? Yep. Winnie Marie Wiles. That's awesome. Saturday. And I had, we actually had Henry and Cole Zabala, the RMR Honda uh, riders on the AFT show that came on last night. I got to pull up the text so I get this right, but uh, he gave me all the stats. Uh, Winnie Marie Wiles, which you've already said, born mm-hmm. 4 2020 at 5.39 p.m., 20 and a quarter inches, 7 pounds, 12 ounces. The stat man. Yeah, so uh, that's cool. Congrats to those two, and uh, welcome, Winnie. Absolutely. Not much else has gone on in the world of flat track this week. I heard some crazy rumors. There might be a race. It's a rumor until it happens, right? Sure. Are you May- talking about one down there in Florida? Maybe we uh maybe we call Robbie Bobby and just ask him if he I don't know if he's having a race or if he can talk about a race, but if he wasn't having a race but wanted to have a race, what that race might be like. Like May first and second in Pensacola. I mean maybe? he would probably like to do that, but I don't I don't know. maybe we call him and see if ask him the question. It might might make sense to do that at some point. Especially if it's next weekend. Well, I, I heard there's going to be a race, a sprint car race, actually up near South Dakota or right at South Dakota. Graham's been talking about it. They're only going to allow 700 spectators, and they're going to still put on a race. I'm assuming that that way they're going to have to stream it. 
somehow so people can watch it. If they're only going to let 700 people in the gate, they're going to try to keep everybody, you know, far enough apart and stuff like that. So it uh, seems like some of the states are letting up on some of the restrictions, which is a good thing. I know I saw in uh, North Carolina yesterday, uh, the governor up there said the NASCAR guys can start working on their cars again. Yeah, we're making some progress, so that so, means we're getting closer to racing. Let me ask you: there's there's rumors that there will be a race in two weeks. How do you? F- I'm put kind of putting you on the spot here, but I want to see what you'll say. W- what do you think about returning back to the track? What are your thoughts? I'm ready, dude. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. My 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 concerns would be traveling. Yeah. Uh, to the race, you know, I I'm in Oklahoma, so I'm not very close to hardly any of the races except for the Oklahoma City Mile. Yeah. So my concerns would be airports, airplanes, and hotels. Uh, I'd be fine at the racetrack because um, most of the time I'm in a you know secluded area with Brad Baker, and so I'd be fine with it. It's just you know the travel will concern me a little bit, but you know you wear a mask, you take precautions, you wash your hands. I don't know. I maybe I'm just that ready to go racing. I don't know. I think you're just that ready to go racing. But I mean, my first. Uh, luckily, the first on the schedule still. They haven't given us any updates. But on the uh, outdoor motocross, that's in that's in May here in Jacksonville. So I don't know if they're still running that. They haven't told us if they're not. Um, okay. But yeah, that's. I mean, we're going to be going racing soon. I think. I certainly hope so. I am ready. So you want to get into uh, this week's episode? We're into it already. Sorry, whether you like it or not. But we have two interviews lined up this week. Do I get paid twice as much? Yes. Zero times two, two is zero. Ti- two times zero is still zero. Yes. Who we got first? You said there's two. There are two. Um, these uh, these two interviews came specially recommended, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll knock them out because I think they'll be interesting. They're actually two riders going into their rookie season in 2020. I'd wanted to hear from one of them since Volusia in 2019, last year, when we were out there uh, for that race. Um, so I'm pretty sure I just gave it away for one of our guests. I think I know you're talking about there. That's Trevor Bruner. Yeah, he, he's, he is 17, I believe, but he was waiting a little bit to go pro. You know, you have to be 16 years old or older to uh, to get a professional license in AFT. I just don't think he was quite ready to go, but uh, I don't know much about the kid. I know he's fast, and I know he's not scared to hold that throttle wide open. Definitely not scared to hold it wide open. Uh, the other guy that we have on is Aiden Evans. You know that guy too, don't you? Yeah, I know a lot about Aiden Roos Evans. He raced a lot as a little, little kid. Then he left for a while. I think he went racing cars, and then he came back just about a year and a half ago. And uh, he is, he's is he been flying lately, and he's got his pro license. So I know i know about both these guys. I don't know a whole lot about them. So uh, who's going first? We're going to have uh, Trevor up first. You want to... We're going to have Trevor up first. Let's give him a shout. Dial him up. Hello? Hey, what's up? Is this Trevor Bruner? Yeah, it is. Hey, man, I haven't talked to you since uh, Florida. I guess I saw you race down there. I don't even know if we got to see each other and talk to each other, but I just want to call and check in. What have you been doing since uh, everybody's under quarantine right now? Oh, not much. Been hitting up some uh, motocross tracks up around here. You know, all the flat tracks and stuff have been closed, so... Uh, a lot of the motocross tracks up around here have been open for like open practice days and stuff. So been yeah. hitting up those quite a bit, get some time on the bike and then doing a lot of stuff at home for like, uh, workouts and stuff. since so all the gyms have been closed, but other than that, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> right on. I, I think you know, when, we, when we set up the call and everything to have our interview, you said you've been working some too. So what are you doing for work? Are you bringing home the big money right now or? What are you doing? Oh yeah, I I hope, but uh, I'm just working at a small time, small little town, uh, like car dealership, and I'm a detailer up there. So just been washing cars and getting a little paycheck coming in. So I really ain't been doing much, except riding on the weekends, basically. Well, that's all right. You know, you got to bring some money home somehow. So, you know, some people oh, aren't yeah. even allowed allowed to work right now. So at least you have some kind of income. So let's dive in deep. Let's get to know Trevor Bruner. A lot of our fans that are listening might not know because you're just turning pro this year. We'll get into that here in just a minute. But uh, first off, where were you born? Uh, where was I born? I think I was born in Madison, Indiana. Pretty sure. All right. All right. So did you grow up close to there or did you grow up somewhere else? Uh, I grew up in Aurora, Indiana. It's only like half an hour drive or something from there. But yes, born and raised in Indiana. So I got you. So what's it like, you know, growing up in Indiana? There's a lot of country boys around here. You know, I mean, uh, it's all 
saw farms and fields and there's not much to it. <laughs> Bunch of corn fed boys up through here. You know what I mean? Right it's not yeah. Not much really like city scene up through here. You can't really go out and on a town or anything. It's you just go out and hang out with your buddies, that's about it. <laughs> All right. So how'd you first get into motorcycles? How'd I first get into motorcycles? Well, my dad was always into uh, Harleys. He had a little biker club he was always in, and I always went on rides with him on the, on the back of the bike and stuff and really enjoyed that. And then I think in uh, preschool, one of my friends, he did, like, road races on his PW50. Wow. And uh, I came home to Dad, and I was like, man, I got to get into this, got to get into this. I want a PW. I want a PW. So he was like, all right. So we went down to this, um, like, used bike dealership and so grateful he bought me a pw and started riding at the backyard for a couple months and then there was a track right down the road like not even five minutes down the road Lawrenceburg motorcycle speedway yeah and then hit my first race there and then ever since then i was hooked so your first race was a flat track race is that that's what it sounds like right yep and so have you tried anything other than flat track on a motorcycle um like I said, I do like some open practices and stuff in like motocross. Um, I've hit a couple enduro races and stuff, but other than that, oh well, I did do a um, a little road race on uh, XR 100s. That was kind of fun. Okay. But other than that, right. not really. No. Well, you mentioned Lawrenceburg. I'm not sure exactly where Aurora, Indiana is, but uh, what other tracks did you cut your teeth on? Um, a lot of like. Ohio races like Ashland, um, a lot of like Salina, Ohio, Marion County, um, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana. I hit that a lot when I was younger. Okay. So that was kind of yeah. closer and around there. So, okay. But, so yeah. mostly, mostly car tracks. I mean, if you, you're going to Ohio, there's some pea gravel tracks over there too. So a little bit of combination of both, right? I mean, you know, packed in tracks and loose tracks, so a little combination of both. Um, when I was younger, yeah, we'd always hit like the, um, the packed in like clay short tracks. And then I actually didn't race my first cushion until I was on a two fifty. So I was what? 12, 12 years old. I, uh, right. hit my first cushion in, um, what was that race? Um, Bucyrus, Ohio. That was my first cushion ever. Okay. So what do you like better? Do you like the car tracks or do you like the cushion tracks? Definitely the cushions. I love them cushions because you can just let it all hang out. You know what I mean? Get on the gas yeah. and keep it sideways all the way around. I love that yeah. kind of racing. Right on. So you said you've been practicing some moto. So, uh, you know, a lot of the flat trackers don't like the jump. I think, you know, if you can practice moto, it's good, uh, you know, to be on a motorcycle. Uh, it's good to get you used to jumping and using that front brake for when we go to the TT tracks. Would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. I mean, any chance you get to go ride some other disciplines uh, like racing and stuff, I think it definitely carries over one way or another because it's ultimately just going to make you better on a bike in general. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep, absolutely. So what is it about motorcycle racing or what was it about motorcycle racing that appealed to you? I know you said you little friend when you had a PW, but I mean, what's kept you in the sport? Uh, just going fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's all, I, I just like going fast. And then like the, cl the close racing with everybody, it's like it gets the adrenaline pumping when you're inches apart. You know what I mean? Going through a corner at 80 miles an hour. I just love yeah, it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'd agree with you right there. It seems like you don't have any fear. I've, I've watched you for the past few years, mostly, you know, as an amateur, you just turned pro early this year. Again, we're going to talk about that in just a second, but what, in your opinion, what is your biggest achievement as an amateur flat tracker? Uh, definitely the, uh, 2019 Nikki Hayden horizon award. I got that, um, amateur nationals. That was definitely a, a check off the bucket list. <laughs> So who who were you up against to to win that award? Uh, Aiden Rue Sevens, uh, Cody Cop. That kid, that kid's fast, and yeah. Um, yeah, a bunch of other guys that like came out from like California, New York. Like I haven't, I didn't really hear their names a lot, but they came out and they were they were ready to race, and yeah, I was happy to pull it out. So right on, I like that. So how old are you now, Trevor? I'm 17. 
Okay. So you, you won that last year. So you waited a little while to turn pro. Um, I want to bring up one of the races that, you know, one of my proudest moments for you was last year at Volusia. Uh, my buddy Carter, who's on here with us, you know, on the podcast and we were up in the announcer booth. And if I remember right, it was an all-star singles, uh, at all-star national race, but you in the all-star singles class and you flat put it on the pros and it was incredible. <laughs> Yeah, that was, like, one of my favorite races. That was, like, one of the races where, like, you don't even feel you're even trying. You just go out and you're just riding. You know what I mean? It's it's just, like, all clicks. Yeah, I was just going to say, when you unload like that, I mean, it doesn't happen or it never happened to me when I was racing a whole lot. But when you can unload and you're fast right out of the, the truck or the hauler or whatever and you make very few changes, those days, man, it just feels like you're floating on a cloud. It feels like you're not even trying hard. Is that what it felt like to you? exactly like right out of the right out of practice i was like all right this is going to be a good day <laughs> and Absolutely. It, it turned out to be i mean that was kind of the first ever race that i was with like every single one of the top pros like you know i've always hit the uh in like outlaw races and stuff i've always tried to get in the pro class to get some experience with the the top guys you know what i mean yeah and yeah. Uh, that race was like my first race with like the whole field is stacked with pros. So that was, that was definitely like one of my favorite races. Cause that was kind of a, a turning point. And I was like, all right, I think I can do this. <laughs> you know, at that, at that point, you're still an amateur. That was before Daytona. Did you even think about moving up to a pro right then? Or did you know you wanted to wait? Uh, I knew I wanted to wait. I mean, we all have those, those really good days where you feel like you're on it, but I still felt like I, I needed some more experience. I needed, I needed some more, uh, some more seat time and stuff like that. Okay. So. What, what goes through your mind when you take the checkered flag and you take a look back and, and there's national number riders back there. There's people who've won grand nationals behind you. What goes through your mind when you realize that you just beat those guys? I can't even explain it. It's just like an ecstatic feeling. It a whole load is off of you. You're like, wow, I just did that. I can't believe it. Like I remember going up on the podium right after I did that. And, uh, Jesse Janish, I think he got second and, uh, he looked over and he said, uh, I don't even know who you are kid, but good ride. I was like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You just, that, that's when you look back. I'm said, remember my name, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that is cool. Did did anybody else say anything like after you got back to the pits? I know you, you got to hang out on the front straightaway and get interviewed, but when you got back to the pits, did any other the pros riders that you just beat come and talk to you? Uh, I don't think so. They, they probably had their tail between their legs, right? <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> right on. So, so you decided to stick around and run amateur again for one year, you know, one more year, uh, you, you mentioned some of the guys that you were up against for the, the Horizon Award. Are that some of the, the toughest competition you had all year? Were there some other guys locally there that were just as tough? I mean, anywhere you go, they're always going to be tough. Like, now, I don't even look at, like, the uh, the lineups, like where you are in heat races and mains and stuff, because, I mean, at this level, you already know they're all fast. But definitely, um, I think one of my – my uh, best competitors, probably uh, Trent Lowe. I've raced with him ever since I was three years old. So we've always been neck and neck. I I remember uh, going down to Lawrenceburg Motorcycle Speedway, and then uh, we'd be so close racing. We'd be passing back and forth like every corner, and there'd be a bunch of like old people up in the stands and everybody else in the pits and everything. And we get 10 people walking up every night like, man, you guys made the night. You guys were just battling back and forth that was the best race of the night that's cool man we've always we've always been going back and forth all through all through the the years so even today we're still going back and forth and stuff so it's always great to race with him are are you guys friends oh yeah he lives uh 20 minutes from me so i always go down there and we'll go on bike rides and we'll go out to the gym sometimes when when this corona stuff's done and over with but yeah Yeah. we'll always hang out that's awesome. You can kind of push each other. So at what point did exactly. you decide, at what point did you decide you wanted to turn pro? Um, I knew I wanted to go pro 
last year. I just knew I had to wait another year. I wanted to see what I could do at the Nationals because um, the year before, so I guess two years ago, when I went to the Nationals, um, I knew I didn't have the results that I wanted. So uh changed up the training, changed up the diet and everything. And then I knew I wanted to turn pro after the Nationals that next year. So we uh, we went we went out swinging for the fence at Nationals, and then I pretty much knew I was going to go pro after that, no matter what, because you know I'm I'm getting up there uh, in the ranks. So I figured it's time. And then I got that Horizon Award, and I was like, all right, we're ready. <laughs> so did you finish out last year as an amateur, or did you and then go pro at the beginning of 2020, or did you go pro after the amateur Nationals? Uh, I finished out the rest of the season because um, I wanted to race the full season of uh, AFT, but I don't know if that's going to happen with all this Corona. So well, yeah, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. You know, I was on, uh, you know, I've been on the AFT show a little bit, and they're telling me that we're racing and we're going to do everything they can, but they're telling me that we're going to race 18 rounds. So be ready when we get going. They said be ready to rock and roll. So, um, what track are you most looking forward to in 2020 when we get to racing? Definitely Lima. Like I said, Cushions are my favorite track, and that that track is gnarly deep, and it just looks like the most fun. Right on. What are your goals for 2020? Do you have realistic goals? Do you want to make mains? Do you want to do top tens, or or have you even set any goals yet? Um, I definitely, I definitely want to make make as many mains as possible. That's a given. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm really shooting for top tens for most of the rounds. Okay, so yeah, are you going to be the main goal? Okay, are you going to race the whole season, the whole circuit, or do you know yet? It kind of depends on what happens, or or what's your plan? Uh, I mean, it it depends on funds, but um, we're gonna we're gonna try and shoot for all the rounds, you okay. know, depending on funds. But we're gonna try for it. Right on. So I knew your amateur number was number eleven. What's your pro number? Uh, two eleven now. Okay, so you just threw a two in the front. That was the easiest for you. Yeah, I was going to go 111, but I was like, well, that's way too many ones. That kind of looks stupid. So <laughs> threw a two in there. I was like, yeah, yeah, that'll look good. <laughs> I like I like it. I like it. So um, you, you mentioned, you know, if, if the funds are there. So tell us about your team and who's backing you and who travels with you when you go to the Nationals. Um, usually it's uh, me and my good buddy, Joel. He's been with me ever since the 85 days. Um, Joel Brown and then. Uh, one of my close buddies, Daniel Nelson, and then I'll be hooking up with uh, Cameron Smith for uh, most of the races. We'll be kind of going together as a group, and then uh, Andrew Butler will usually be going with us. So, right on. That's pretty so, much the posse. <laughs> right on. I like that. So that's that's some fast guys. Cameron's been around for a few years. Maybe he can help you out a little bit. You mentioned your friends with Trent Lowe. He's been around, seeing all the tracks now. And Andrew Butler, you can't go wrong there. So the reason for traveling with those guys is is to help split the cost to get to the races. Or is there another you know reason for that? Oh, definitely, it's to split costs. You know what I mean? Because none of us around here are made of money, so we gotta we got to find ways to keep the cost down and so we can get hit more races. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Well, I'm looking forward to you uh, getting out there. I'm looking forward to get back to the racetrack for sure. And we appreciate you coming on. we got a couple more things before we wrap things up. Uh, I'm not sure if you listen to the podcast or not, but my grandma is Graham and she has a question for all of our guests. And, uh, she thinks that you kind of have a target on your back. She said she's been following you for a long time because she goes up to Illinois and watch, you know, watches a lot of the races up there. And she wanted to know what goals you've set for yourself. We kind of answered that already. So let's take it a little bit further. Are you still in school? And what's your plan after you get out of school if you're still in? Uh, yeah, I'm still in school. Last year I went on to, to do online school. So I have more free time to go travel and do all the races. but. After school, uh, I don't know. I'm not really the college type, so I don't really want to go to college. But um, I don't know. I'd like I'd like to someday make flat track a career. But if that doesn't work out, you know what I mean. It's we can always hit a couple. Uh, I think I'd like to be a lineman, really, like an electrician, something like that. Get all to right. travel well, around and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that'd be great. 
Well, that sounds like a, a pretty good job and get to see some countryside and, and it's good hard work. And you make good, some good money. So I like that answer. I'm sure Graham will, too. We wrap up the show by asking some rapid fire questions. So I'm going to ask a few questions and uh, you tell me the first thing that pops into mind. Are you ready? All righty. All right. What's your favorite bike you've ever ridden? Uh, my 2015 Honda. OK. What's your favorite racetrack? Uh, definitely the old Volusia Speedway, the long one. Okay. All right. Who's your, uh, or, who's no, your not Volusia, Savannah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. They've, they've changed yeah. Volusia a few times a little bit too, but, uh, kind of hard to move those walls, but yeah, Savannah, man, it used to be so much faster than it is now, but it's still a pretty fun track. Um, who's your yeah. favorite flat tracker of all time? Who'd you look up to? Definitely Brad, Brad Baker. He was right definitely on. my favorite. Well, I'm going to tell you a little secret since you brought up his name. He actually asked me and Carter to have you on the, the podcast today. So that's pretty cool that he's uh, he's your favorite one you look up to. That's pretty cool. Um, up Is next. Really? When, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wanted to have you and, and Aiden Rusev. And so you've mentioned him earlier, too. So it's pretty neat that you guys are coming on and getting to know the up-and-coming pros. So uh, um, who is uh, um, your favorite person to race against? Um. Morgan Missler. He's always why? a goofy dude. <laughs> All right. Why why is that? Just cuz he's goofy or you know what why why do you like racing against him? <laughs> we'll always go out to like practice days. Like I used to live down in um Florida with Dalton and Rob and Morgan and Justin Jones and all that. And uh we'd always go out to practice days and he he'd just be doing like hanging his legs off the bike or like doing signs at you while you're going by trying to grab your butt while you're going by in the corner. Like he's yeah. just always a fun one to ride with. <laughs> I gotcha. I like that. That's cool. Uh, you're a rookie this year. Who's been your favorite rookie that you've ever watched in the past few years? Um, I always liked watching Davis when he turned pro. Yeah. That was, yeah. I was like watching him. I always go back through YouTube and watch the old videos. So right on. This one's kind of a, a tricky question. We just started asking this one not too long ago. But when you're heading out to the races, you have to bring your what? What do you always have to have? Um, cliff bars. I don't know why. I can't ever go to a race without cliff bars. <laughs> All right. All right. They give you energy to keep racing? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, we borrow this next one from actually from Dave Spain, and and I'd like to know, you know, you're just a youngster. You're only 17 years old, just getting your feet wet and and going pro. But what are you most proud of so far in your 17 years you've been around? Um, the horizon. I mean, it can't really get much better than that. That's kind of like my pride and joy right now. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, we're gonna wrap things up here in just a second. But uh, how about some social handles? How how can we follow you on social media? Are you on Instagram? Are you on Twitter? Or what's what's the best way? Fa Facebook? How do we follow you? Yeah, best way would be Facebook. Uh, Trevor Bruner Racing. Okay. And uh, my racing page will just pop up, and it has all my uh, my uh, results and where I've been, what I've done, what's going on, and uh, what's going on on the race team, and all that. So. We usually try to get that updated as much as possible and have people follow that. So Right on. Maybe some people can reach out to you and help you out, get to the races, because, uh, man, you impressed me a whole lot, like I said, especially at Volusia last year, and I'm looking forward to seeing you, you know, race against the pros in that really stacked AFT singles class. And uh, before we let you go, do you want to say thanks to anybody? Oh, definitely. Um, definitely a good shout-out to uh, Jason Spurrier, KMA Racing. They've They've helped me out a lot with um getting some parts coming in for the bikes and all that and then bruce dembski uh helped me a lot with my uh 2018 honda uh francis ganance definitely another guy uh funds some parts and stuff tim and jeff banish uh joel and bob brown they've helped me ever since i was on 65s and stuff and uh chuck Payne trucking i actually just met him down in florida when i was living down there and kind of got hooked up with him and then he started helping us along and then uh mike butler racing uh he makes like the best shoes i've ever worn and then uh henson clutches valvoline oils showy helmets collins power sports dnd cycles and rob mcclendon uh vortex sprockets motul works connection motion pro twin air engine ice acerbis plastics mica metals 
Pivot Works, Spiegler Brakes, Western Hills Honda, Yamaha, and uh, Race Tech by Steve Matthewson and Luzak Racing. Right on, man. You nailed that like a pro. I, I'm Like I said, I'm looking forward to you in 2020. Hopefully, we get on the bikes here real soon. You want to say thanks to Brad? Yeah, big shout out to him. It's been an honor to be on the, the podcast. Cool, man. Thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you soon at the races, all right? All right. I'll see you, man. Trevor Bruner, ladies and gentlemen. Man, he nailed that. You, you wouldn't think just talking to him that he's a rookie pro. I mean, he was a, a good talker. He didn't hesitate on anything. And, and uh, man, he sounds like he's uh, got his game going. He's ready to go. I got to say, I wasn't surprised because, you know, he, he doesn't race like a rookie. So why would he talk like one? I don't know. Some people get a little, a little shy, yeah. a little nervous, you know, talking to Hollywood. <laughs> Whatever. That's usually just the ladies. No. Okay. Yeah, so uh, good to hear from Trevor. Good to hear what he's got going on for uh, for 2020. When we get racing, it'll be fun to see what he uh, what he does in that singles class for sure because that's already stacked, and then you're coming in as a rookie, but he's got skills, so he may be in the mix. And another guy that's probably going to be in the mix too is Aiden Rusevens. I knew him as number 6A. We'll have to ask him what his new number is as soon as we get him on the call, but uh, this kid's been coming for a while, and, and uh, I think he's got a, a pretty good career in front of him. Hopefully he sticks to dirt track. We'll have to find out. You want to call him up? Let's do it. Hi, how you doing? Good. Is this Aiden Roos Evans? Yes, it is. Man, what's been going on? I haven't seen you since Daytona. I don't even know if we got to talk. I think I shook your hand down there. I think we were uh, both going opposite directions when I saw you. But what have you been doing since the pandemic and since you got home from Florida? Uh, racing pit bikes a lot around our property and... Uh having friends over and just having a good time just taking it easy uh are you training at all or just just trying to ride as much as possible we're actually doing both uh my dad was a bodybuilder and um we're doing a lot of weight training and uh we've been doing a lot of riding moto flat track tt everything all right what's what's your favorite one to ride right now since we're not racing i mean do you have you, you like the moto bike you like you know a little bike what what's what, what are you most comfortable on what are you most having the fun, most fun on um, probably little bikes on a little pit bike track and, um, and probably TT too. Yeah. Who, who's the fastest on, on your track in your backyard? I hope it's you, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so too. <laughs> I've just had my little brothers run around. All right. So, uh, are your little brothers racers too? I don't remember seeing any other Roos sevens out there that I've been saying their names. Am uh, I missing them? Uh, no, they're just not our, uh, it's not my real brothers, but they're, the closest friends you can get um but All they right. race go-karts okay so do they that you got a place they can ride on your on your property you got go-kart you got a little go-kart track too uh no we just have um a pit bike track and a short track and tt all right well let's uh let's get to let's get to know aiden rue sevens a little bit i've been saying your name for it seems like forever because i watched you coming up through the ranks you you left for a little while and came back so let's let's go yep. way back to the beginning where were you born at I was born in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. All right. And you grew up in Illinois. Is that the way I understand it? Is that is that is that right? Yep. 15 minutes from St. Louis, O'Fallon, Illinois. Okay. And that's where you're still at right now. So what's it like, uh, you know, growing up right there? Uh, it's really cool. I mean, growing up around uh, cornfields and a lot of flat trackers, it's really cool to have someone like Brian Thomas by and teaching you through the ways of being a pro. That's cool, man. I, I saw Brian. Uh, I think I saw him hanging out with you at the DeCoin uh, indoor race over the, the, the break, over the, the winter, and I saw him down there in your pit area. I used to race against him, man. He's a cool dude. Oh, yeah. He's laid back as he can get. Yeah? All right. Well, that's cool. So how did you first get into motorcycles? Well, my grandpa always rode them. Then my dad took it really seriously and uh, raced local, and he decided he wanted to raise his son in racing. So. Uh, that's where i am right now okay so how old were you when you first got on a motorcycle uh two i was two years old oh my gosh that's awesome when when was your first race uh well it's supposed to be four but i was three at uh brownsville <laughs> illinois wow brownstown is... actually yeah that's crazy man i i I don't even know that I was walking at three. I can't remember that far back. That That is so cool. So 
what tracks did you start riding on? Or, you know, do you remember where your first race was? I was in uh, Brownstown, Illinois. It was the old, uh, it was a, it's kind of a short track, more like a half mile. But um, I grew up racing at BT, Splinter Creek, and all those tracks. Okay. Do you still ride on any of those tracks now? Oh, yeah. BET, I ride a lot. Um, all the local people uh, support me. It's really cool. Okay. Do you have a, a favorite racing memory so far? I mean, you've been doing this for a while. You're 16 now, right? Do you have a favorite memory so far? Um, well, I'm going to go back to PW days where um, I was at the coin, and uh, I saw how they whipped the horses and, um, on their butt, and I was doing that down the finish line when I won on the PW. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. i kind of had to do that <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. cool that's cool um <laughs> so you, you mentioned your grandfather then your dad so is it just in the blood or why do you keep racing motorcycles i mean they don't make you do it right no um well my dad's really um he really likes the races he grew up around it and um it's just come from the neighborhood our family did and we just appreciate everything we can get um okay all right. So racing's so, really big to us. You took a little bit of a break, and I don't remember how old you were when you stepped away, and I, I didn't know what happened, and then I kind of heard a story. You went and you raced some cars for a little while. What kind of cars did you race? I raced. Um, I started in – I left flat track when I was 10, and um, okay. I came back when I was 14, but I drove micros, midgets, sprint cars, and um, I was going into ARCA cars. And um, Wow. Yeah, we're uh, for a little bit. We're driving for a Toyota, and it's a really cool experience to really drive for them and really see the car side of everything. That is crazy. So, can can stuff from a motorcycle flat track race relate and transfer over to a dirt car? Well, uh, definitely be smooth on the throttle. That's one brake dragging, and uh, okay. that's about it. All right. So what? Why did you leave the race cars behind and come back to flat track? I didn't feel home. I was always raised on a two wheels instead of four wheels, and it didn't feel right to me. So I dropped everything and came back to flat track. So to me, it seemed like when you came back, it seemed like you didn't lose any speed at all. In fact, it seemed like you were going faster when you came back. Do you think that that's true? Yeah, I mean, my aggression really went up um in the sprint car days and then it really went up and when i came back to flat track my aggression came up and that's what really helped me okay what was your favorite moment of racing uh race cars or, or which was your favorite the sprint cars or or which one did you have the most fun in um it's kind of hard it's either the midgets or sprints but um it's probably the midgets i always drove them really hard and those were those were some good times okay. and um those are really good. Do you have a favorite race that comes to mind? I, I know I asked you that on motorcycles, and you, you, you thought of the PW50 story right off the bat, but do you have a favorite race that comes to mind talking about race cars? It's probably Lucas Oil Speedway on my sprint car when it was all the big guys there, and it, we're in the, um, I think, the main event. I won the main event, and uh, it was really cool to win that. It was a Jesse Hockett Memorial. That is so cool, man. That man, I don't, I don't know if I could personally give that up if I was doing that good and come back to flat track. You must really like two wheels. Yeah, uh, cars was just something we didn't want to do anymore. All right. Well, I can appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, I'm glad you're back racing two wheels. Uh, I, I missed you when you were gone for sure. Um, what would you say is is your biggest accomplishment you had as an amateur flat tracker? Probably winning uh, 16 championships when I was an amateur. It was wow. um, the sprint cars. I won. I won 14 before I left. I won in that one year too, and so it's 16. But it was just all those were good memories. 16 championships as an amateur. That's pretty incredible. Um, who we just ha had Trevor Bruner on. He's the first guest on the podcast. He mentioned your name a couple times. Um, he said you were one of the fastest guys he raced against. So who were some of the people that you raced against as an amateur flat tracker? Dallas Daniels. Um, me and Dallas grew up together and we had a bigger rivalry and, um, the rivalry died when I left back the cars and I came back and Dallas has a big name and we're, um, we're really good competitors. 
back in the day and uh he called me congratulated me about um a previous interview i did and um it was cool to hear from him right on who else was who else was some of your tough competition besides dallas well when i went back it was definitely gonna um it was definitely trevor burner he was uh, he's one of the first competitors that was really nice in the pits and then really good on the track. And uh, I really respect that from him. Right on. So you're just 16 years old, right? Yep. Okay. So at what point did you decide that you were ready to turn pro? Did you just wait until you turned 16? Or did you have a certain date in mind that you wanted to go pro? Well, I wanted to, um, I wanted to turn pro when I was 16 and... Um, it's definitely something my uh, uncle talked about, um, Ed Hefkin. We talked about it for years, and um, we definitely wanted to do that. Okay, so I remember you as an amateur, you were, I think you were number six most of the time, and 6A. Um, what is your pro number? Uh, 169. Okay, and how did you pick that number? Well, we're going to do 152 for... Uh, Brian, uh, Brian was uh, 152 when he was a novice, but um, we picked it because uh, back in the day, Nikki Hayden gave us little tiny 50s, the mm -hmm. road racing 50s, and we've always yeah. had a lot of respect for him. And um, we decided to keep with a six and then um, do a Nikki Hayden number, but within one. Okay. I like that. That's pretty cool. Um, man, that, that you just you got me speechless right there. That's really cool. So, uh what is your goal for the 2020 season if, you know, if and when we get to racing? Well, I just want to come out swinging and I just um I just want to come out swinging and do my best and um if I win, that's awesome and if it all works out, then that's great. I just this my first year really. I haven't even been 2 years back in flat track and it's awesome. Okay. So talk about your team a little bit. I know you got some sponsorship over the off season. When I saw you, I think you had some brand new motorcycles. The last time I saw you or over the winter, you had some bikes you were just sitting on for the first time. And, and, uh, but then some big news came out not too long ago. So who are you riding for? I'm riding for, uh, the roof system, fancy Hines, ATVs, more factory Yamaha. Um, and it's awesome to ride for them and just definitely to have, back to Yamaha back and everything and then uh roof systems Jerry just for supporting us and definitely having confidence in me and Eddie Craywick at uh Vance Hines I mean he's awesome and he's definitely gonna build some monster motors okay so you mentioned you know Brian Thomas goes with you to the races I know your your dad you know has been with you you know right by your side does anybody else travel with you that helps you out on race day uh my mom my mom helps me out a lot and um I have to give one shout out to my uncle Ed. He's uh he's been with me ever since um I started struggling and then I came back and for who I am now and he's definitely been through the rough parts of me and uh he's in the hospital sick and he's grown up with me all the time. All right. Well we'll think about him. Hopefully he gets well soon. Uh you're sixteen years old. Are you still in school? Are you homeschooled or what's the plan when racing gets going? Um, I do um I don't do homeschooling. I do, uh, actually I go to Catholic school and, um, uh, I wanted to keep my schooling. So I have a plan after racing. All right. Well, what is that plan when, when, when you're done? Well, when you're done with high school and then what is your plan when you're done with racing? Uh, I want to go on financial. Definitely what I want to do. Man, that is awesome. It's cool that you got goals. I, I love it. Um, we are uh, at the point of the podcast. It's time for Graham's question. Graham said, you know, she's been watching you since you were a little kid, mostly at the Illinois races, but uh, she wants to know if you have any other interests besides racing or besides sports. Um, well, I definitely have an interest in uh, buffalo wings. Um, I eat them on occasion. Um, yeah. <laughs> and just cars in general. Uh, love right. cars. Do you like working on them or, or driving them or what about cars? I mean, it, you know, are you going to be a mechanic too? I mean, you got a lot going on, man. Yeah, that's what I want to be. I mean, I want to collect cars when I get older and um, collect the ones that meant a lot to me. Okay. Do, do you have a car? I mean, you're 16 now. What kind of car are you driving? 
I don't even have a car. I got to pay for it myself, and um, all right. I think I'm going to get an older truck. All right. That's cool. All right. Well, it is now time for our rapid-fire questions, so tell me the first thing that comes to mind when I ask you the next few questions. Are you ready? Yep. All right. What's your favorite bike you've ever ridden? Um, Suzuki 85. Okay. So you mentioned earlier you race cars, you raced all kinds of different kinds of cars, you race motorcycles, but what is your favorite racetrack? Um, BET. Okay. What does BET stand for? I'm not really familiar with that. Uh, Belva Enduro uh, track. Okay. All right. And I got Belva you. Belva Enduro team. Okay. That's it. That- I got gotcha. you. That's pretty cool. I've not checked that out. I've I've heard a bunch of people talking about that place, but I've never been there. So uh, the next one just kind of popped up to us. But uh, where's your favorite place to eat wings? Uh, Hooters. What's your favorite uh, flavor of buffalo wings? What you what flavor do you have to have? Uh, triple dog dare. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you're making me sweat just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Who who's your favorite flat tracker of all time? Brad Baker. All right. Well, speaking of Brad, he's actually the one that asked to have you and Trevor both on the podcast. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I know you've been working with them, and I, I, I'm not sure, but is that why he ran the number six? I mean, you said it was kind of Nikki Hayden, but then he ended up being number six, too. Or is that just a coincidence? Um, well, my family's always been number six, and that's okay. how I took number six. All right. That's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, who's your favorite person to race against? Probably Trevor Bruner. All right. So when heading out to the races, I have to bring my what? What do you have to have at the races? Um, wings, buffalo wings. <laughs> I wings. love it, man. We need to get you sponsored by uh, Buffalo Wild Wings or something, man. That, that'd be crazy. Um, this next one kind of borrowed from Dave Despain, but uh, I know you're only 16 years old, but what are you most proud of so far? family uh i love my family and um that's why i stick by dude that's awesome that's a great answer and i know you mentioned some of your sponsors earlier but uh, before we let you go do you want to say thanks to anybody i want to say thanks to jerry stenchfield um he definitely took a gamble on me because i've only been out in flat track for a year and a half back and um eddie craywick the same way and uh He's definitely helped me a ton in Factory Yamaha for uh, backing me with motors and everything. And uh, Uncle Ed, Dad, Mom, everyone that uh, helps me, and definitely Brian Thomas. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Tell your dad I said hi. And, man, I cannot wait to get back to the racetrack to watch you battle here in 2020, your rookie season. Thank you. All right, Aiden. Take care, bud. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. Aiden Roos Evans, ladies and gentlemen. Pretty impressive also. I mean, I think it's pretty cool that uh, the bullet Brad Baker, the 2013 champion, wanted to hear from both these guys. A couple of rookies coming into the AFT series as, uh, you know, some up-and-comers, and they've got to go against some of the best riders in the country in that AFT singles class. So it's pretty cool to have them both on. Uh, for a rookie, he's got one hell of a racing uh, resume already. Like, to jump uh, to four-wheel for a while... Um, do we have a lot of riders in the series that have come from a, a four-wheel dirt track deal? Not really, but he started in dirt track, went to the cars, made it all the way up to Arca. Yeah. You know, that's impressive yeah. alone. You know, some people never make it that far yeah. racing cars. He won some sprint car races. I mean, the kid's got talent, that's for sure. And it surprises me that he liked motorcycles better. Um, I'm, I'm glad he did. I mean, I, I'm... I'm I'm greedy like that. I want all the, all the riders we can get. I want the best of the best in the world. So I'm glad he's back. You know, I think it's awesome. Dude, I'm stoked. Like, this was one hell of a recommendation. We got to call the bullet and thank him for this one. Like, these two kids, I mean, they got tons of uh, tons of awesome storylines already before they run their first, you know, Grand National race of their career. What I also think is cool is they raced each other a whole bunch, go, you know, you know, once from Illinois, once from Indiana. I thought about that for you know for a little while, but I didn't I didn't put it together until both of them talked about each other, and that wasn't planned. That's just how it came out. Yeah, they both like racing against each other. They're both really good friends off the track, and uh, man, it's really cool. And I look forward to seeing these two rookies in 2020. The future, the future is, is now. now. 
No? No, you need some sleep. I do need some sleep. I'm, I'm, yeah, I definitely need some sleep. It's great. No, it's, it's going to be fun to watch these guys for a while. Absolutely. Well, what do you got planned this weekend? I'm going to sleep. Yeah. That's really all I got planned. I was going to say, I was waiting for something else to come out of your mouth, but I guess sleep is it. I still haven't gotten this Jeopardy thing done. I need to get that done ASAP. Yeah, I'm ready to play. Uh, Keep telling me about it. Dude, have you seen yeah. what Corey posted for the uh, number plates the podium's going to get for the Rossi event? No. It's happening, son. It's happening. Stand by. We'll have more more information coming soon, but he's posted All right. what the plates will look like that people will win for first, second, and third. So right. maybe I'll worth you getting out. a new PlayStation. That's all I'm saying. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, they're number plates. Man. But they're pro plates number plates. Yeah, I see those eyebrows perking up over there. Ooh, yeah. I got excited. Yeah, I know. Um, enough about that. You ready to be done with this one? Yeah, I think we wrapped it up. And, uh, man, have a good weekend. Keep it on four wheels. Keep it... Uh, Wait. Don't fall, don't fall off the bed. You didn't tell well, me what you were doing this weekend. I have no plans. Zero. I've been playing around out of the shop a lot i've found a few things i've been posting on my instagram have, have, have you been riding with that nope no, i don't either you're gonna ride that scooter yep <laughs> as he puts on his face mask well don't don't fall out of the bed everybody else stay safe wear your face mask wash your hands i'm ready to go racing the sooner we can cooperate and keep this uh virus going the wrong way the other way the right way i don't know you gotta go to pensacola go racing that's a long ways from here man you telling me you haven't driven longer than that to go to a flat track race, boy? I sure have. Damn right. We drove, we left Friday at noon one year, drove all the way to Sacramento straight through, just me and my dad. What's it going to take? Race, race what, Sacramento. What's it going to take to get Scotty around. Dubler in Pensacola? <laughs> Call him the race. Drove straight back and came back and went to work on Monday. You know what you should do? You should start driving on Friday and come meet me there and I'll stream it live and you can announce. You can walk with walk the pit you can walk around with me and you can announce the whole deal. The race is next Friday, if there is a race. I don't know what you're talking about, but No, hypothetically if it happened, that would be fun. Right. Hypothetically I'd have to leave on Thursday. Well, hypothetically then leave on Thursday. <laughs> I mean you could leave you're on Thursday. You're killing me, Smalls. I know. How about how about we wrap this up? Let's wrap it up, put show. a bow on it. We'll do the Hollywood minute. It's a Hollywood minute. Yeah, wait and see. Oh boy. Sounds good. I'll talk to you. Actually, I'll see you next week, but I'll talk to everybody else next Friday. Thanks for all the listens. Thanks for the follows. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends about Off the Groove. We certainly appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace. How about how about we wrap this up and let's wrap it up, put a bow on it. We'll do the Hollywood minute. What's a Hollywood minute? You have to wait and see. Oh boy. Little teaser. Is that what you tell the ladies? Yeah. Here comes the Hollywood minute. <laughs>